Hello, everyone, and welcome to Christian Interviews Today. I'm your host, Jim Zimmer. I'm glad you could join us on our podcast. What we're going to do sometimes for you is take you back a little bit. I have some great interviews that I did a couple of years back in a want to rebroadcast them to a new audience that had maybe did not hear them. And they're really good. They're interesting. It's going to be with Jack Deere and Jim Gall and Sandy Jackson and a bunch of other people. And uh, I think Jim Gall's in uh, Jack Deere and uh, Randy Clark and these guys uh, uh, and ladies that did some great interviews with us uh, in the years past will be refreshing to hear once again and hear their insights on the books they wrote or the themes that they uh, believe in or revival. We're big on revival here. So uh, this one's with Jim Gall. It was uh, back a few years and it's hearing the voice of God. You hear a different entry music and everything else. We've changed a bunch of stuff and I may even sound a little bit younger in it too. So without further ado, Let's get on with uh, Christian interviews today. This was my guest, Jim Gall. Hello and welcome to Christian Interviews Today. I'm your host for today's program. My name is Jim Zimmer, and a few weeks ago we whet your appetite with the Seer Anointing book that came out not too long ago by James Gall. James Gall and his wife, Michael Ann, are the co-founders of Ministries to the Nations in Franklin, Tennessee. James is the founder of Heart of David Correspondence School and an instructor in the Wagner Leadership Institute. He is a, he is a member of the Harvest International Ministries Apostolic team and serves on numerous national and international councils. He is also a contributing writer for Kairos magazine. Today, we're going to help you hear from God. James Gall has uh, graciously offered another interview, and the name of the book that we're going to be talking about is The Beginner's Guide to Hearing God. And I welcome once again to Christian Interviews today, James Gall. Hello, James. Hey there, guys. I love it out there in California. I actually got a son that lives in uh, Pasadena area. Ventura, Monterey, Bakersfield, all that area. It's awesome out there. Anyway, we're just going to tune in to Papa today. Amen. And in the power of the Holy Spirit. And people who are listening, whether you're in your car or you're in your living room or your rec room or wherever, God's going to pop your ears open and you're going to hear the Holy Spirit speak to you today. You know, I love the way you started your book. It, uh, you were a, a good, you were a very good Christian. You were a Methodist at the time. And then all of a sudden you went uh, into like omnivision, I, I think is the quote that you used in your book. <laughs> True. And let's try to get people into that right now. James, I just want to ask you a question, though. For some of us, this is a hard thing now. Uh, aren't we listening to God already through his word? Well, of course we are. And, you know, uh, now, actually, some of us are just storing it up, but we're not doing a whole lot else with it, to be honest. And so what we need to do is not only read God's Word, but we need to let God's Word read us. And so we do read it and study to show ourselves approved. But, you know, in the book of Acts, when the, the apostles, elders were getting so busy and they went to set aside deacons, they said it for a reason. They said, Cause so we could dedicate ourselves to prayer and study of the Word. I have found out that if you want the Logos, the written scripture, to be turned into the rhema, the revelatory spoken in your life, one of the keys is pray before you read. <laughs> and then prayer activates, releases the current-day ministry of the Holy Spirit to breathe across the pages 
of the Logos, the written word, and then a rhema, a spoken word, will leap out of the page, and faith comes by hearing and hearing the words of Christ. And guys, right now, when you start studying the, the scriptures, pray before you read, ask the Holy Spirit's help, and something will happen, and that book will read you, and you'll just have an awesome encounter with God. You know, James, I was listening to a guy talk the other day, and he said uh, that, well, if God is there, he should show himself to us, but we know what Proverbs uh, 25, 2 says, it is it is the glory of God to uh, conceal a matter, it is the glory of the kings to search it out. Does God really want us to search for him so he can speak to us, or does, is he ever willing to just open up to us? You know, it's actually a two-way street, isn't it? And communication is a two-way street. Prayer is more than us just talking at God. It's also giving God time that he responds or initiates and speaks back to us. Okay, if you, you know, I don't know, Jim, if you're married or not, but, but let's say you are, okay? Okay, and I you've am. you've got a relationship, I hope it's a relationship with your wife. Well, part of the time she initiates the communications and you respond. Part of the time you initiate the communication, and she responds. It's that way with God. Part of the time, God directly initiates, and and we don't know when that's going to happen. Man, you might be washing dishes. In fact, guys, you might be shaving or taking a shower, and God takes advantage of those moments when our head is kind of disengaged, and we're just doing automatic activities, and he speaks, and he's looking for a response. But there are other times we are the initiator, because you see, the scriptures do say in Isaiah and in the book of James, draw near to God, mm-hmm. and he will draw near to you. Right now, wherever you're at, wherever you're listening, I have a word for you today. God loves you with an everlasting love, and he is so gracious, and he is so kind that he is coming your way. And he is going to open your ear, as Isaiah chapter 50, verse 4 says. And I open their, their ear morning by morning to hear, to give them the ear of a disciple that their tongue might declare. And I just speak forth by the grace and the power of Jesus. May your ears be opened that you might hear the words of your master. James, though, you know... I love this. This is, you know, this is right up my alley. I, I enjoy my conversations with you, and, and when we're doing these interviews, I look forward to them. But, you know, there's some people out there, James, and they're saying to themselves, but there's so many voices. How do I know it's God? Oh, I totally agree. See, when I, what I called enrolled in the school of the Holy Spirit some years ago, I went to God's Word, and I did exactly what you're saying, and I knelt in prayer and I've based it out of John chapter 10, I think it's verse 27, where it says, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. And I said to the Lord, I said, Hey, God, you know, I don't have a problem at all with the part that you know me. My sheep hear my voice. I know them. I said, God, I know you know me. In fact, you know me better than I know myself. And I said, and the first part of that verse I really don't have a problem with either, because if I am your sheep being born again, that means I have already heard your voice because I heard you coming knocking at the door of my heart, Revelations 3.20. So I said, I receive by faith and by your word, I do hear your voice. I said, but God, I have a problem. If I'm going to be able to follow you, I have to do more than just hear your voice. I've got to discern it. 
because there's other voices that speak to me, my flesh, my ego, Mm -hmm. the realm of my soul, the world, enticement, and all the different demonic realms. And so I said, God, teach me not only how to hear, but how to discern your voice from the voice of others. And so I just want to welcome you right now. You might just say, gosh, I could really use to pray that prayer too. And let me tell you, Papa God will hear you wherever you're at, and he will enroll you in his own personal schooling, and he will be your tutor, and God's word will be made alive to you, and he will send others into your life to help nurture and grow you up so that you can both hear and obey Mm. the voice of God. You know, we're talking about the beginning guide to hearing God, and that's what we're trying to get you is Tommy Tenney once said to me when I asked him about uh, revelatory things and asked him about revival, he just simply said, Jim, keep reading the menu to him. They're going to get hungry someday. That's absolutely right. And and you quote him, as a matter of fact, in one of your books, but I want to talk uh, about chapter 3, which is, this is this is a chapter that is really really expresses the heart of God to me anyway, uh, James, and it's God's multifaceted voice. Yeah. Now you give an illustration, or not illustration. You give twenty points of scripture in designing how God will speak to you. Is this allowing people to open up their spirit to different ways that God wants to speak? I mean, God just doesn't speak in one way, does He, James? Absolutely. God is so creative. See, here's the deal, folks. If you think you've got God locked in, then God's just going to jump over to some other channel for your own good sake, and he's going to speak to you through a way that you're not used to because he's limitless. In fact, he is so creative and he's so loving. And I have listed out 20 different biblical ways in which God speaks in the third chapter of God's multifaceted voice. But let me even say to you, it's not limited to 20. I'm going to rattle these off. A dream, a vision, a voice in a trance, the voice of many angels, the voice of the archangels. Now, folks, I've got scriptures listed out for every one of these, okay? The voice of the sound of many waters, Revelations 1.15. The sound of the Lord walking in the garden, Genesis 3.8. The sound of the army of God marching in the tops of the trees, <laughs> 2 Samuel 5. The audible voice of God, Exodus 3. God speaking to his people through peace. Psalm 85, God's written word, Psalm 119, 105, wonders in the sky and and signs in in the the earth beneath, Joel 2, visions and parables to the prophets, Hosea 12, words and physical metaphors to the prophets, Jeremiah 18, the Holy Spirit speaking to a group, probably through like the gift of prophecy there, Acts 13, men moved upon by the Holy Spirit declaring his voice, 2 Peter 1, heavenly experiences, number 16, which one is brought up before the Lord, 2 Corinthians 12, 17, the Holy Spirit bearing witness to our spirit. Hey, that's a good one, and that's one that most all of you are used to, or you're going to be more used to it now. He's bearing witness. Romans 8, number 18, a dumb donkey speaking with the voice of a man. And some of you out there, God will speak to you through your children, through spiritual authority. Through your spouse. He used a dumb donkey with someone else. He can use whoever he chooses or whatever. Number 19, one person speaking the revelatory counsel of the Lord to another, James 5. And, of course, number 20, God's own son, Hebrews 1-2. Jim, I want to dabble with uh, number 17 for just a bit because it is one of the ones that you, I knew you were going to touch on a little bit uh, more than the other 20. 
isn't that would that be the baby steps as you say you know the first uh the first understanding that God is speaking to me, it's spirit to spirit. Is that the first way we understand it? Is that a baby step? You know, it, it's not just a baby step. It's the foundation upon which everything else is built. You see, God is a spirit, and, and he seeks those. He seeks us, particularly he seeks worshipers, not only worship, he seeks worshipers. He seeks those who will worship him. So God's not as much in one way looking for worship. He's looking for worshipers. And so that means God's looking for you and me right now. Why? Because we are made in the image and the likeness of God. We are a spirit being. So how does God speak to us anyway? One heart to another heart. One spirit to another spirit. God will give a witness, a testimony. There will be an internal knowing now, this grows over time, so it's not only baby steps. This is one of the, I'd say there's three or four foundation things. Number one, the Word of God. Store it up in your life. Give the wind of God, the Spirit of the Lord, something to blow up on that becomes a, spoke, a revelatory spoken word. Number two, He speaks to us through His Son. Mm-hmm. Number three, He speaks to us through the current day activity of the Holy Spirit, and He speaks to us by bearing witness in our heart one heart to another and what that requires is not legalism and that what that requires is something grace-filled that requires a relationship Mm, we're just whetting your appetite folks i got james gall on the line with me the name of the book is the beginning guide to hearing god that's what we want to do we want to get you started if you've never thought that god would speak to you that he only speaks through his word and that's it and if you don't get anything from it then you just don't you don't get anything but we're going to really teach you some good things in the second portion of christian interview today speaking less and listening more is the next subject we're going to talk about james Dahl's on the line with me you're listening to christian interviews today i'll be back right after this quick time out military life is rewarding but it isn't always easy managing the stress can affect even the strongest warrior but i can i will stay mission ready i can I will keep my mind and body fit. Talk to my chaplain. Seek care early. Strive for progress, not perfection. I got this. I got this. Take the first step. There's There's no no better better time time than now. now. Reaching out is a sign of strength. Visit realwarriors.net or call 800-874-2273. Hello and welcome back to Christian Interviews today. I'm your host for today's program. My name is Jim Zimmer, and again, I'm with James Gall, the Beginner's Guide to Hearing God. You know, folks, I just want to kind of whet your appetite. We talked about it a little bit in the first half. Are you desiring to know more about God? Are you desiring that something in your life, maybe your prayer life, is starting to go a little deeper, and 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 maybe you've been reading the Word of God, and you just need more, uh, more from God? Well, God is scratching that itch right now, and that's why you're listening to this program, and there's none other and probably one of the best authorities on listening to the voice of God and how to listen to the voice of God and knowing the difference when the voice of God is speaking to you and some other thing that's happening to you. I have with me on the line James Gall, who has written the book, The Beginner's Guide to Hearing God. James, we covered a lot of stuff in the first half, but I want to cover our personal lives. What do we do? How do we get turned in? Speaking less and listening more is one of the things you talk about. How do we do that? You know, again, let's just realize this thing is a real live relationship and seeing so many times we boil down our uh, this realm uh, uh, with god as though it's like some 
programmed out projected thing. Mm-hmm. Just it's really, folks, it's a love relationship. And when you have that mindset, it makes a whole lot of difference how you approach God, even what you say, because then it's not just reading pages, although that can be appropriate, reading a prayer, but it becomes a communion with the lover of your soul. And when you do that, you not only talk, you go, Selah, pause, you want to listen. And so there is the place of speaking less and listening more. And, and you know, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, they are my personal tutor, and they've taught me many lessons about this. One for me, one of them for me, has just simply been being awakened in the middle of the night. Hmm. You know, it's sort of like a mother when she has her, her newborn child, and if she's nursing, well, that baby wakes up in the middle of the night and likes a nice little feeding. Maybe you rock it, and then there comes just this incredible moment where that baby just is, it isn't like after something then, it's just resting in love. Hmm. That's the way it is in actually hearing God. Because hearing God is all about being loved by God. Folks, you got to get this, grab this. Hearing God is about resting in the Father's love. Mm. Hearing God is having an assurance. He wants me to hear Him more than I even want to hear. He wants me to do His will more than even I want to do it. And so out of His loving kindness, He will even hunt me down. (laughs) And He will speak the same thing even more than once. In fact, folks, You're not going to offend the Holy Spirit if you say, huh, what was that? What did you say? Would you mind, like, running that tape by me again? (laughs) And he will speak it to you again, maybe not exactly in the same way, but he will speak it, his word, because the Scripture says in three places, God will confirm his word by the testimony or the witness of two and three, And so God will speak in many ways to his people. And so, folks, you know, just push the grace button (laughs) and fall in the Father's arms and let him nurture you in his love. Amen. More of a, most of us are desiring a deeper relationship with God, and I'm trying to get people to desire a, dele- a deeper relationship with God. And one of the things that I really live for is uh, uh, Luke 4.4, 4, where it says that, Jesus says that you shall not live by bread alone, but by every word That's right. of God. And that word there isn't logos. It is rhema. You know, and another point there, you're, you're just so good at this. I love just interacting with you in these sessions. But one of the things is, it says, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds. Mm -hmm. And that's another important word to look at in that scripture you're referring to. And the word there isn't, and the word that once proceeded from the mouth of God. And so we have to live on yesterday's manna. Or it doesn't say, or the word that will someday come to you. What it says is, and, and every word that proceeds, that is an ongoing active tense. So the way it could be rendered is, man lives by every word that has proceeded, does proceed, and will ongoing progressively proceed from the mouth of God. And so it's a progressive proceeding word from heaven 
straight into the heart of man. Let's compare the Logos with Rhema like you do in, in the book. It's, this will give people a real sense of the difference in just, because, you know, there's a lot of people out there, James, we have to be honest with, with ourselves, that say that you don't need to hear from God, you just need to read His Word. That's all you need. Yeah. Well, you know, you do need to read God's You're Word. Absolutely true. We do. You do. Okay. So you know what I want to say? First of all, I agree with those voices. We do need to read God's Word. But you know, I just want to also challenge at the same time, while that is our foundation, it is the Word of God, it is a relationship with Jesus, but Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I would even challenge some of those people, because you know what? They've actually heard the contemporary voice of the Holy Spirit. They're just not acknowledging it because of their traditions of man that they maybe are locked into. But so you're absolutely right. There's a difference between the Logos. It's used, the written word, 331 times in the Greek New Testament. And then the word rhema, or spoken word, is used 70 times in the New Testament. And one of the things that that I have really, uh, you know, worked, believe, is that if you store up the written word and then you pray over it, it becomes the quickened word Mm -hmm. or a word made alive for your personal situation. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the words of Christ, Romans 10, 17. And the word, therefore, hearing is a koa, which means to give an audience with. In other words, when we even go to read God's word, what it means is we're to come with our ears on Mm -hmm. to hear. And so, Mickey Mouse, here we come. Come with big ears, folks, to the Word of God and to the Holy Spirit. And God will quicken it, and it will be made alive. And so it's not a one or another. It's a both and. And and that is the way it can be for each of us. There's a little bit of a subchapter that I just want to touch on because, you know, again, these, these times are way too short, and I want to get as much information yeah. out there as I can, James. And it's getting our own leading. This is a little subchapter in Chapter 6. It's number 5. To uh, God will use others uh, to confirm our guidance, but we must learn to hear the voice of God ourselves. How do we do that? Boy, that is absolutely true. Because, see, there can be, while we believe that God speaks through parents, God speaks through spiritual authority. God speaks through secular authority. God will speak through others. Obviously, it's all through the Word of God. But that never replaces hearing God directly for yourself. You see, how are you going to own something unless you're convinced? How are you going to be able to step out in faith unless you know that you're hearing God? And so you got to... Here. See, that again is all about being a son and a daughter. We're not slaves. Right. We are a son. If you're born again in Jesus, you are a son or a daughter of a father. And that's where the whole difference comes. We're not just getting orders and just like, here, do this, slave taskmasters, and mm-hmm. he's got, he's like, whip out and go, do this, guys. No. He's a loving Father, and He will help us to get our own leading. We must realize that as sons and daughters of the Creator of the universe, that He wants to relate to us in our own right. We should not only be wrongly codependent on others, 
but at the same time should not jump the tracks by cultivating an independent, rebellious spirit. Amen. We need to hear God for ourselves. Amen, amen, amen. We do need to do that. I think God once spoke to me, James, in a revelatory way where he said to me, he said, Jim, I can speak 50 million different things to 50 million different people in 50 million different languages all at the same time. Well, and then I realized, you know, God's a big God. <laughs> he can do whatever he wants to do. That's right. But in that, I decided that, did I hear that from God? Because that was pretty wild, wouldn't you say? Yeah, that's, Not, pretty, that's pretty awesome is what I'd say. That's out there. So what I did is I said, well, I've got to test this because, you know, that was pretty cool. That's pretty out there. But God started showing me different things in this word. Then pretty soon, every time I tuned into somebody who had a revelatory thing, they started talking about that same thing. You know, God can speak in multiple ways. That's right. So I tested the revelation. Absolutely. And now you know where I'm going, don't you? Yeah. Chapter 8, testing the revelation that you received. Is it from God? Is this really from God, or is this something that I conjured up myself? James, tell us a little bit about that. You know, I have really, again, try, and I, man, I tell you, I keep learning these lessons over and over, folks, and so I'm not presenting myself here as some professional expert. I'm on the journey just like the rest of you, because every new advancement or level that you go in God you got to make sure these ABCs are in place, and all the more you do because the consequences can even become greater down the road. But we are given scriptural tests to be able to test revelation or God's or the voice that's coming to you. You see, First Thessalonians says we are to judge all things and hold fast to that which is good. And so here are some real quick things on scriptural tests to be assured we're receiving accurate and valid revelation. And so here's nine, and I just got to list them to you. Number one, does that voice, that revelation, does it bring edification, exhortation, and comfort? Number two, is it in agreement with God's written word? Number three, does it exalt the Lord Jesus Christ? Will it cause you to fall more in love with him? Mm-hmm. Number four, does it bear good fruit? Now, some of these tests, they're actually a test over a period of time, not just in the moment when you feel as though that something is coming to you. But does it bear good fruit? Matthew 7. Number five, if it predicts a future event, does it come to pass? Now, that's a tricky one. Yeah, that is. That's a real tricky And we could take, you know, two or three hours just <laughs> talking about that one because it, it, that also there are conditions often that have to be met in order for something to come to pass. And yet this is something that has to be addressed. If it predicts a future event, does it come to pass? Number six, does the revelatory or the spoken word turn people towards God or away from mm-hmm, God. Mm-hmm. Listen, this is where deception comes in, and the enemy in the last days it has an increase of the spirit of deception. That's one of the main demonic spirits to be on guard about is deception. But at the same time, you can trust your Heavenly Father and lean in to hear Him. And so one of the things is, does the revelation turns people towards God or away from God, number seven, does it produce liberty or bondage? So many actually religious people are in so much bondage. Mm-hmm. But where the Spirit of the Lord is, freedom. there is liberty. There is freedom. Number eight, does it produce life or death? For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Second Corinthians 3. And then the last is very subjective. Does the Holy Spirit bear witness that this is true? 
see, again, that just goes back to the whole relational end of things. He will actually speak from one heart to the next heart, one spirit to the next, and he will let you know, wow, that's my Father's voice speaking to me. You know, I hope that you got a lot out of today's meeting with James Gall and the interview that we did, but there's more important things, folks. We really do want you to pray. We really do want you to read the Word of God, but if you feel that you have been scratched a little bit and you need that, or you got a little itch, rather, and you need to be scratched a little bit more, that God is speaking to your spirit, the beginner's guide to hearing God is the way to start. It's James Gall's book. It's... Um, by Regal Press. You can get it anywhere at your uh, Bible bookstores. Again, The Beginner's Guide to Hearing God. James, it's always a pleasure. Thank you. And uh, listeners out there, if you'd like to visit our website, just put in jimgall.com or James Gall, and you can get The Beginner's Guide to Hearing God off of our website, family bookstores, places like that. God bless you out there in California. Love you guys. Keep seeking God and believe God for the greatest outpouring of His presence that California has ever seen. Oh, I'll take that with a bowl. You betcha. God bless you, James. Thanks again for taking this time. Love you guys. Okay, this is Jim Zimmer for Christian Interviews today saying goodbye. God bless you. I'll see you next time on the radio.